Have you ever had your God die on you? Have you ever had a moment in your life when everything you thought was true about the purpose of life or the the point of it all suddenly came crashing down and you were left with nothing? Nothing to believe in because your God had just died? This morning we stand with Christians all around the world to bear witness once again to the moment when our God died. Jesus, the Messiah, the Anointed One, the King of the Jews, the one who would rescue us from this world of cruel oppression and poverty and injustice, that God dies on a cross. Just days earlier, they had waved palm branches in the air. They had shouted out in exuberant confidence that their savior had arrived. Their God was now in charge. Soon they believed Jesus would enter Jerusalem and a host of angels would descend from the sky, sounding their trumpets, and the Roman Empire would be wiped out. Their faith in a God who would rescue them was solid and complete. And now, here they were, looking on, standing at a distance, while their would-be rescuer is tortured and killed. When Jesus dies, their God dies with him. As of this morning, according to the New York Times, well over a million people are known to have contracted the COVID virus. Millions upon millions more have lost their jobs. We are all sheltering in place and many of us are alone. And we're beginning to question our faith in a God who would spare us from disaster. For the disciples, everything that made life worth living died up there on the cross with Jesus. For them, it was the death of hope the death of security, the death of a divine plan, the death of a God who was in control and on the side of the good guys. Has your God ever died on you? My God died on me back in Boston in 1982. It wasn't exactly a surprise, really. In fact, my God had been rather ill for quite some time. I was 25 years old. It had been years since I fully believed in him. My time as a religion major at Reed College was very hard on that God, as were my experiments with meditation and Eastern religions and spiritual seeking on all kinds of different paths. But he was still lingering, he was still, still hanging in there, he was still framing the way I understood myself and the, my place in the universe. Until a miserable February day in Boston, when I was walking down Tremont Street. I had just dropped out of seminary the year before, I had vowed never to go back to Christianity ever again. And I'd moved to Boston and I was picking up occasional shifts as a temp typist. 
because that was the only marketable skill I had was I could type. And the temp agency had just told me there was no more work for me that week. And I was broke and I was cold and I was scared. And I stepped off the curb to cross the street and my foot sank right down to the bottom of a pothole filled with freezing slush and water, filling my shoes with freezing water. And I felt something deep inside me just kind of give way. I looked up and I saw this homeless guy walking towards me and across the street there were a whole bunch of homeless folks waiting for a food pantry to open up. And I realized that if I didn't find work soon, I would be waiting in that line myself. I had been raised by good, supportive, Dr. Spock reading parents who told me to believe that I would succeed at anything that I put my mind to, but despite my best efforts, I was definitely not succeeding. In fact, I was failing big type, big time, and no one was showing up to rescue me. I knew for a fact that I could die in the gutter that very day and nobody in the entire city of Boston would care. That's when my, my God finally died. It was a moment I finally realized there would be no rescue. I felt completely alone in the universe, abandoned, forsaken. I stood there in that crosswalk for a few seconds trying to shake the freezing water out of my shoes and that homeless guy I had seen approached and I looked up at him and he looked me right in the eyes. His eyes were brown and they were gentle and his face was red from the cold and he had a scrappy beard. He had seen me step into that puddle but he didn't laugh at me, he just regarded me as he passed and nodded ever so slightly as if to say, welcome to my world. And there was something about his eyes. There was a spark in them, a light. For the first time in my life, I looked at a man living on the streets of Boston and I did not see an alcoholic or a drug addict or some other category of inferior human that I could judge and distance myself from. No, I finally saw him as my brother. And now here's the question that I pose for you this morning for your Lenten meditation. Here's the question. Why was it necessary for my God to die before I could see that homeless man as my brother? I think the answer is that the God I had been believing in was a false God. I had been believing in a God who thought I was in some way special, more special than the hundreds of homeless guys walking the streets that day. I was so special, in fact, that I would be protected in some way. I would be rescued from their fate. I would be rescued from the deep suffering that the rest of the world did not seem immune from. 
as long as I held on to that belief, I could hold myself apart from the suffering of the world I, in, in order for me to actually join the human race as an equal brother. I had to feel that abandonment for myself. My God had to die. Jesus is up there on the cross and he's crying out, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? They say that's when Jesus entered fully into his humanity. That's when he truly became our brother and we became his brothers and sisters. Millions of us around the world are on that cross with Jesus this morning. We are all together there's nothing that separates us now. This COVID virus takes down princes and beggars, celebrities and obscure people alike. And like Jesus, we are all afraid and we are all with him crying out. As I watch Jesus in his abandonment, I want to say, I'm here, Jesus. You're not abandoned. You're not alone. You, we are all right here with you. We're going through this together with you. You are not alone. Maybe you're feeling especially alone this morning, but I'm here to tell you you're not. We're all in this together. We are all mortal beings. We are all equally subject to tragedy and illness and death. And while God may not appear as a host of angels in the sky, God is showing up all over the place in the form of fellow mortals offering heroic measures of love and service. The grocery store clerk risking her life so that I can buy bagels and coffee the undocumented paramedic, the Filipino nurse, the immigrant doctor, risking their lives today so that my friends can find treatment. In the middle of this world of fear and death, look at what's happening. All of humanity is opening up to one another now. The Spirit of God is moving among us now. In the face of this COVID virus, in the face of the cross, in the face of death, we ask death, where is thy sting? Even at the grave, we make our song, Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. This is the difference between a true God and a false God. Between an actual God who is alive and well and at work in the world and a false God of false hope. The true God has never stopped working to inspire us to compassion and care. The true God who entered fully into our humanity and died on the cross now operates through us. We are God's hands in the world. So at Trinity Cathedral, I want you to know you are not abandoned. We may not be able to get within six feet of each other, but we still care. 
And we have a network of volunteers spread out throughout Portland who want to check in on you. We want to know that you're okay. We want to know if you need anything. If you need someone to talk to, we want to know that. We will give you a call. We will check in on you. And we'll do whatever we can to help you through this time. We can't promise you rescue. We can't pay your rent or cure your disease. But we can be there for you, just as you are there for us. And in that, Christ comes alive. This is what we're here for. We're here for one another because together we are the living body of Christ, fully alive and well and working to keep us safe. Amen.